What's up, family? Today is April the 10th, 2022. This is episode 223. I want to talk a little bit about avoiding blackness. This is coming out of the book of Powernomics, brothers and sisters. Now, avoiding blackness, you might say, what's avoiding blackness? According to Powernomics, it says, Blacks who exhibit this type of behavior avoid association with any form of blackness. They want to be the first or only black person in an integrated company, school, neighborhood, organization, or political party. Like whites, many blacks gauge the amount of black presence and Anything that is not integrate, I'm sorry, integrated or is all black is too black and politically incorrect. Now, in saying that, black people, for some reason, don't like being black. Not all, but you have a lot that do. They want to feel higher than their own skin color. Here's a story in the same book, same chapter. Now, this is a true story. Check it out. It says, a true story illustrates how blacks try to avoid blackness. A woman who had grown up in a conservative Midwestern town was proud of the respect and status whites accorded her family. She was proud that she and her children were economically better off than most blacks in the town. And her husband was well known in white political circles. Now, here we go. However, her world came crumbling, um, came tumbling down one day when she was in a grocery store with her young daughter. She was leaving the store. They came face to face with a white mother and daughter. The young white child pulled on her mother's dress and said, look, mommy, there are some niggers. The white mother pulled the little girl close and whispered, hush, honey, those are Wilson niggers. The friend who related the story was the young black daughter. She said that for the first time in her life, she knew that regardless of her family's economic status, or prominence, she was not allowed to escape her skin color. While blacks do not mind being identified with a particular sports team or political party, many reject being identified a particular, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, 
many reject being identified with the skin color team that God has assigned them. That's avoiding blackness. You do not want to be black regardless on where you were born, how you were born, what color you were born. And that's a sad thing, brothers and sisters. And this is all part of powernomics. And the reason why it's all part of powernomics, because see, unless you can get away from all of that type of negativity, not just from others, but what's occupied the space in your head. Here's a young woman and she thought she was better. Because see, when you are the first or you are, you feel, hey, I made it. I'm on top of the ladder. But Don King once said, you can be a black person with a PhD, but you're still a nigga. You can be rich and have all the money in the world, but you're still a nigga. And no matter what you do to avoid that, no matter how many people you hang around, run around with, my brothers and sisters, you are still black. And inside, deep down inside, you know it. You just don't want to recognize it. But it takes a child sometimes to let you know who you really are. I don't know if you guys remember when Clarence Thomas was sworn in to office uh, as a black man on the Supreme Court. Wasn't the first, but as a black man on the Supreme Court. Now, Clarence Thomas is married to a white woman. Clarence Thomas had to be, uh, what? No, he had to look at himself because there was a situation that happened with him and Anita Hill, I think her name, the lady's name was Anita Hill, with some sexual type of, uh, not, uh, it was a, a misappropriate type of conversation or something that happened with him and Anita Hill. And while he was being, you know, going through the process, the panel had asked him some questions in regards to something that happened. And of course, he, he denied it, but he also had to come out the words that came out of his mouth. I am a black man. Now, for some people, I am a black man or a black woman. It's normal. But for him, you could see the hurt on his face because he had to identify as being a black man. He didn't want to identify that, but he had no choice. Because they were going to grill him. And when he came out and said that, you could see the look on his face. He was not happy. Yes, Clarence Thomas. But see, Clarence is not the only one. He wasn't the only one then. And he ain't the only one now. They would love to avoid their blackness. You want to be something that you're not. Even though you're more than what you're trying not to be. And this takes part, because see, like I say, in powernomics, we all need to come together in some shape or form. And how can we come together in a shape or form when we can't even acknowledge the fact of who we are or what we are? Because see, people who have a little bit of money 
or a little bit of status. A lot of times people say, well, why they don't do nothing for their community? Well, brothers and sisters, a lot of time they can't do nothing for their community. And the reason why they can't do nothing for the community, because their money is tied up with white folks. And they're not going to jeopardize their money, their type of lifestyle for their race. No, 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 no. They're not going to do that. And that's why a lot of times they can only do so much. Here's a story. True story. The Nation of Islam, back in the day, they wanted to start, you know, some, uh, they wanted to, to, uh, to, they wanted to work with uh, Johnson & Johnson, the black Johnson & Johnson, who had Ultra Sheen and all that kind of stuff back in the day. They're not around anymore, so you probably wouldn't know. But anyway, do your homework, figure it out. And the Nation of Islam wanted to put out some hair care products. You know, because the Nation of Islam, our Muslim brothers and sisters, you know, they believe in the natural things for doing your hair and, you know, keeping up your appearance. So I believe it was either it was Elijah Muhammad or it was uh, Minister Farrakhan. I believe it was Elijah Muhammad. Was, well, whoever went to Johnson & Johnson's people. And at the time, it was good. Yeah. You know, they was happy. Yeah, we'll, we'll work with you. Our scientists and you can collab with your scientists and, and, and you know, we, we, we'll, we'll produce a product. Now, time had passed by, not too much time, but some time had passed by and then they wanted to put their, uh, you know, uh, the Nation Islam wanted to put their products with a label, you know, with label the Nation of Islam. Their particular, you know, products. Johnson & Johnson went back to the Nation of Islam and told them, I'm sorry. Now, this is a black company now. I'm sorry, but if I help you or put your products out, then my Jewish distributors won't use my stuff. True story. If I use your products and put your stuff out, then my Jewish distributors won't put my stuff out. So they didn't do it. I believe the Nation of Islam went on and whatever, he did whatever they had to do. But no, they did not work with Johnson & Johnson, another black-owned company. And the nation was just trying to put out positive product, I'm sorry, positive products for our people. And they wouldn't do it. Uh, another story. Omar Gaddafi was going to lend the nation five, I believe it's five million dollars. And the nation wanted to put it in a black bank. Black bank called and told the nation they couldn't accept that money. They said they couldn't accept it because it was, uh, it was Gaddafi's money. Why, you might ask. You got a black owned, a black bank. And I'm gonna put five million dollars in. You know, black owned, excuse me, black owned bank, uh, black owned banks, they don't have a lot of assets like the 
white-owned banks. And they told them, you had to take your money out. Because once they found out, it was like, oh, man, they got to do this. It could take you, and they had to take the money out. See, that's the problem in our community. You can't accept this money because you're afraid somebody's going to take theirs away from you. That's why when you ask yourself a question, why blacks uh, don't help other blacks who have prominent wealth? Because the ones who have that prominent wealth, a lot of times they're their money is tied up with white folks and they're not going to deal with you. They're just not. Or they'll deal with you at such a low... See, as long as it's something that's really off the radar, off the grid, well, we'll work with you. But we're not really going to deal with you. We'll work with you to a low degree. But we're not going to work with you at a high degree. See, if the Nation of Islam had got their products out there, oh man, that could have grew the nation even more than what it grew, but the nation of Islam was doing well without him, really. Until the death of Elijah Muhammad, then had to rebuild, and then, you know, they got back on track with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. To say this, when you're dealing with powernomics, powernomics has a lot. It's the same, it's like with uh, the white ice. I'm sorry, with the, uh, yeah, the white ice is colder. And a lot of people starting to believe, it seemed like a lot of people are going back to that and starting to believe that. You're starting to see a lot of things. It's like black folks can say many things, but unless it's pretty much approved by somebody else, then it don't really mean a, a hill of beans. This is why unless we can actually come together and really, really come together and love each other, first we got to learn how to have respect for each other. We're never going to get no reparations and we're never really going to advance because if you look at it, your monies are still being turned over into other communities. It's not being turned over to you. And what is America doing about it? America is bringing in more and more refugees, foreigners, whatever the hell you want to call it. That's what they're doing. And a good, a good uh, proportion of them, they're not black. The Haitians, yeah, but they sent a lot of those Haitians back. But the Afghans, oh man, they flew them over. And now with the Ukraine situation, they want to bring them over, some of them. So they tell you, and they want to give out money or monies to set these people up. But here in America, you have a good proportion that are homeless in a nice big proportion of these homeless people are black people. I'm talking about in America. I'm not just going to talk about my state. My state is, is damn near anywhere between 40 to 60% of the homeless are black. So you can either say 10, you can either say 4 out of every 10, or you can say 6 out of every 10. Either way, it ain't nothing good about it. But yet, as a country, you can constantly put more and more, uh, uh, fly more and more people and set them up over here. But you can't even set up the ones who are already here and help them. And people say, well, you know, a lot of people don't want help. Well, you don't never, you don't know what people want until you ask them. After you ask them, they say, get the hell out of here. Then it's like, okay. But to speculate, can't always speculate. A lot of times, see, that's why when you're dealing with the white media, white media can put their spin on it. Even when you have black people who work for the white media, 
they got to do what they got to do because it's their job. It's like, I can't really say this. It's my, you know, it's my job. You know, uh, I'm reporting. I'm doing my job. Quote, unquote, I'm doing my job. See, with a with a situation, a lot of people don't like Roland Martin. But with a situation like Roland Martin, Roland Martin can say what he want to say because it's his, it's, he's the owner. He's the owner. He's the owner. Not 51%. He's lock, stock, and barrel, 100% owner of his own business. Therefore, he can say what he want to say. A lot of people won't do that because if you even have partners, say you are 51%, you see a black owned company, all you have to do is have 51% and we'll consider that black owned because basically that's how they set it up. If it's 51%, now the other 49% could be whatever. It was like the uh, network, the uh, uh, black news channel. See black news channel was so-called black, but the biggest contributor, he wasn't black. He wasn't black. But it was a black-owned, it was, it was a black company. But it wasn't 100% black. I believe the person who had it, no, the, uh, the uh, actually it's the owner of the Jaguars, the football team, the NFL football team. He probably had a, he had a bigger stake than anybody, but it was so-called black-owned. See, sometimes you, uh, they, 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 they screw your head up where they'll put a black face on and you think it's black-owned. It's like, no, it's not. Because you just want something to be black, like our sister who's uh, just became uh, a Supreme Court justice. You know, first time blacks, first time for a woman ever. And you know, it's great. But until something is actually done to the point, we we as black people, we, we need to find people who act. But in this particular case, you know, you're talking about a Supreme Court justice, you know, they're appointed. So it's nothing you really can do about that. But in a lot of other cases, black folks need to start doing their homework on these people. Because if we're ever going to advance and really do something with powernomics, we're going to have to be more closer together. But from the way it looks, if you're paying attention, from the way it looks, black folks are getting more and more divided each and every day. And no one really cares. We just don't want you together. Because empowerment, we should be empowered by the actions that go on every day in our community. But for some reason, we're not as black people. We should be empowered, but we're not. But you do have some that are, but for the masses, you don't. And that's not good. See, we need to be in empowerment mode. That's what we need to be at all times. You know, you want to help your brother man. You want to stop spending all your cash. We have to become a empowered culture see in order for anything to work you have to become a culture you have too many other cultures that are coming in and taking your spot yeah everybody's your friend when they want your money everybody be nice to you and then once they get you on that tilt then they can treat you any kind of way they want to treat you because you're going to go back 
again and again, no matter what. Because black folks are a loving people. And that's the problem. And that's your biggest weakness. You are a loving and forgiving people. But everybody can step on you. You are people of God. But God don't want you being stepped on all the time without you opening up your mouth and saying something back. God don't even want that. God ain't never said you, could, you, you, couldn't, you couldn't open up your mouth. God never said that. Remember, for some reason, I think blacks forget we were all born equal as human beings. As far as status, uh, your statute uh, goes, as far as money or things of that nature, but we were all born equal. We were all born human beings with pretty much the same limbs. If you were a man, you had this. If you were a woman, you had that. But you still were born. Because once you put on this earth, then it's another story. Things start to change. People start to change. The mindset starts to change. And that's the problem. Because brothers and sisters, always remember, everybody wants good in their neighborhood. No one wants to be bothered with riffraff, this and that. I'm going into my laundry room, so forgive me. I got to turn my laundry bag on. My dryer. But we must understand just because you go to another area and say I'm a freedom fighter and I do a little something. I support what's going on in the hood, which the term I hate the hood. But you do absolutely nothing because once you've done what you're going to do, then you go back to where you came from. Is that really supporting the hood? Or is that really bringing the culture together? See, when you leave the culture, you leave the culture. And when you migrate to other parts, because the, 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 uh, the hood, quote unquote, black folks like to use the word hood, the hood just need some work. But when you leave and you leave just a couple of people to do the job, sometimes it takes longer or sometimes the job just never gets done. We either are or we're not. Either we want to be with each other or we don't. Because you're starting to see a lot of Inter, you know, uh, integrated relationships. And if you look at it, sometimes you look at the neighborhoods. The kids grow up in a predominantly white neighborhood. And what do they see? They see little white girls and little, and little white boys. That's who they go to school with. That's who they're going to go to college with. So the next thing you know, they're in a relationship. And girlfriend, boyfriend, marriage status, whatever. That's what's going to come from those type of relationships. Not all the times, because some people understand who they are. And, you know, it's like I wouldn't be my people. But if your people was constantly leaving and going on the other side, 
your children are going to grow up with that other side. They're not going to grow up with hood. Not to say whether where they're growing up is better. I don't say that. A lot of people like to use the term, well, you know, better schools. Not really. It's their history that they're learning. They're pretty much picking up. If you stay in your own neighborhood, maybe you could talk at the boards, the PTA meetings or whatever. It may be changed, but if your parents don't go down to the PTA meetings, your parents don't go and speak up, just send you to school and whatever happens, happens. And as well, because you feel you're in a white school, it's better. And that's how a lot of black folks feel. You know, it's like, no, it's not. It's not as good as you think. But if that's your mindset, I'm not here to tell you that it's wrong. That's your mindset. I know different. But I say this, brothers and sisters, unless you change your mindset, avoiding your blackness, you're going to be a lost soul. You can like it. You can lump it. You can throw it in the trash. But that's what's going to happen. Avoiding blackness. You can't avoid black. Just look in the mirror. I think if you look in the mirror and you see a white face and you're black, then you got a magical mirror. Uh, I'm sorry, you got a magical mirror. But you're black. No matter how you slice it, you're black. And trying to avoid it because you feel you make some money and that's going to change it? Nah. Money don't cover up your, your skin color. God made sure of that. It does not cover, because if that was the case, you'll see a lot more people covering up their skin color who feel that they have some money. And we're not talking about millions of dollars. You know, a little prominent status, a little decent income. You know, uh, you may belong to the social, uh, what what the, uh, uh, not the, yeah, some type of social club. It makes you feel good. Harry may bring you in. Hey, Harry, this is my friend, uh, John, John Black. Oh, 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 no, 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 his name is John. Oh, just, oh, sorry about that, John. You know, I'm just teasing. You know, make uh, crack a little joke. And you'll laugh because it may be a little bit hurtful, but you want to be with them. So you, <laughs> shit ain't you funny. You'll take the abuse of being talked about just so you can stay in that. See, I understood that back in the day when blacks were allowed, like Sammy Davis Jr. took some hits. And like he said, you know, I'm circling the board so the people coming behind me don't have to go through that. May our brother Sammy Davis rest in peace because, brother, they still going through it. They probably going through it a little bit more. Now they got social media to do it. But they still going through it because, like I say, trying to avoid blackness you need to go and see a doctor because you're black that ain't gonna change you have seen people bleach their skin you have had people put in contacts lace front wigs anything uh, a reduction in their nose. No, no, I'm not talking about Michael. This is before Michael. Michael just happened to be one 
because he was famous. But no, this is before Michael Jackson. May our brother rest in peace. No, I'm not talking about Michael. Because you have people still doing it today. They was doing it before Michael. This is not the first time. Losing weight. So you don't have to gain weight. By sticking your hand down your throat and bringing up your food. You know, you can take all kind of stuff because white folks used to do that. Then you had sisters want to do the same thing, want to keep their bodies small, narrow waist, no backside. Now everybody wants to get a backside. Even the white girls want to get a backside. But brothers and sisters, we are lost people. And anytime you try to avoid your blackness, you just add 10 more years to the poweronomics of trying to make it to poweronomics and achieving that goal. You just push yourself back another 10 years. Sometimes it's more. But I would never say it's less. It's always going to be more. Because more and more people are coming. More and more black folks are becoming of age and picking up the same bad habits. Each generation should have been changed. But each generation has not changed. Each generation is basically, is, seems like it pushes you back. Because see, I'm going to say this and I'm going to bounce. We had critical thinking. Not critical race theory. We had critical thinking when I was in school. Junior high school, high school. You don't have that no more. Now you're told how to think. You're told what to think. We were trained to be thinkers in junior high school, high school. Now you're told in college, everyday life, you're told what to think. And that if you don't think what I tell you, then you're wrong. And that's a sad thing. But this is Sunday. I don't have all day. I got things to do. I wanted to drop this. Avoiding blackness. Brothers and sisters, enjoy your week. This is Renell's Food for Thought. Sunday, Monday podcast. Enjoy your week. Until we meet up again. Peace.